The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hi, and welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today, we radiate unconditional peace and joy. Who couldn't use that? With Julie Lusk, who is the author of Yoga Nidra Meditations, 24 Scripts for True Relaxation. Hello, Julie, and welcome. Thank you. My pleasure to be here. You know, it's funny, we were talking about this earlier. Is it Nidra, Nidra? How do you pronounce that? And of course, I just kind of went to a default, but I guess you can hear it both ways. Nidra, Nidra. So I just kind of went with <laughs> what was on top of my head. So Yoga Nidra, um, it's not really like stretching type of yoga, physical yoga, is it? No, it's not. It's really at the heart and soul of yoga. If you listen to the ancient masters and what they taught us is yoga is the settling down of the mind and the opening of the heart. And that's really what yoga nidra is all about. And while Doing postures that we're all used to doing is very valuable and very, very beneficial. It's really just a small part of what yoga in a bigger picture has to offer. And the posture that Yoga Nidra uses is just one. And it's lying down in Shavasana. Shavasana. Yes. Yes, Shavasana, when I've taken yoga classes, um, which I'm real sporadic with, that is the carrot at the end of the stick is the Shavasana. Well, that's that's what's interesting, Christy, is that no Hatha yoga class, posture class is complete without Shavasana. And you, like a lot of people, come from that. And I also teach posture classes. And so we start with that 
and we end with it. Mm. And yoga nidra itself is um, can be a complete practice. So imagine a process of 30 minutes or so doing shavasana in a very special kind of way, which I'd be happy to tell you more about. Oh, yeah, please do. So Yoga Nidra basically is a really joyful meditative experience without having to try, without having to sit up all tall, even though sitting in meditation itself formally is also extremely valuable. And what Yoga Nidra does is it systematically takes us through six different levels of relaxation that brings us to this place of complete, unconditional peace and joy. It's blissful, it's timeless. And because we go through this this sequence, this process, which can be done in a lot of different ways, it's very reliable and it's um, so it just happens. It just happens so naturally. It's wonderful. Right. I was looking through some of your materials and it looks like um, you, you go to the theta state of consciousness. You go beyond theta, beyond theta. actually. Uh, let me give you just an overview of mm-hmm. the whole process itself. Mm-hmm. So that you and your your listeners can have a better understanding is the um, first is that a person is going to get comfortable in Shavasana, lying down with props, perhaps or not. It can also be done in a comfortable chair because comfort and ease is very important. We want to relieve and reduce distractions right from the get-go. And then we um, take time for sankalpa, which is a sacred vow. Let's come back to that in a little bit. Sure. Because that's a whole conversation in and of itself. Mm -hmm. And so the first stage of yoga nidra is relaxing physically. And it relates, you brought up a brainwave state already. And so it relates to the beta brainwave state, which is really fast and very helpful. It can kick you off into anxiety or fear if it gets too overstimulated. But it's like what we're in now. We're just talking, living, doing, breathing, and being in life. So anyway, this very first step starts with relaxing physically, getting rid of that shoulder tension, getting rid of the back tension. And we go through the entire body, and that could be done with um, progressive muscle relaxation where you tense and release throughout your body. Another way of doing it is what we call the map of consciousness, where we take a mental tour throughout the body that is based on the motor cortex of the brain. And what happens when we relax physically like that is that built up tension and that bracing melts away 
And so circulation and energy begins to flow more comfortably. And you typically feel really heavy, like oh, settled. Yeah. Grounded. Right. And then from there, we go into the next phase of it, which is a um, working with energy. It's calming the static. Mm-hmm. And it's the what we call pranamaya kosha or the energy body. And it's typically a breathing practice to um, help with energizing and relaxing or whatever it is we need. There, you're starting to feel really still and quiet. Like I could move if I wanted to move, just don't want to move. Right, right, right. From there, we do things that help the monkey mind, the emotional turmoil. And there's a lot of ways of doing that in this process. Could be mindfulness. It could be guided imagery or visualization. uh, Could be sweeping away injuries and things of that nature. And that's what's focused on in my new book is all these different ways of doing this. And when that happens, we don't have the physical tension holding us down, the mental tension holding us down. And so we start feeling light and buoyant and we get beyond that thinky, rational, linear kind of mind. So it eases us into the next phase. And that's where our inborn intuition and truth and creativity reside. And so those answers that we've been searching for can then be um, found. They're there. By this time, we're probably, we've gone through the alpha and theta stage. From there, we move into that delta stage. It is a sleep-like stage, except we stay aware and awake. And when we get into that phase, it feels very timeless and blissful and expansive. And that's a place that is very potent and fertile. All of them really are for healing on and improving and maintaining and expansion and growth on lots of different levels. And then we return back to the Sankalpa and then we work our way back into normal everyday consciousness. If you're doing it during the day, typically you're feeling very refreshed and revived. Practicing one hour is like four hours of sleep. Wow. Other people in other times, you might want to practice in the evening to help ease you into a sound sleep that is almost better than typical sleep because even though we're asleep, mind and emotions can still be pretty active. Sure. Absolutely. You know, that brings up a question. Um, I meditate, I do meditation, you know, guided, I lead guided meditations, go on retreats and things like that. So invariably, 
in a meditation retreat, somebody starts snoring, somebody goes to sleep. Um, is that typical of yoga nidra as well? Oh, yes. I, I consider it a compliment. And yoga nidra is something that is adaptogenic. And what that means is if you're exhausted and you really need some sleep, sleep is fine. Part of you is still listening. Part of you is still benefiting and getting a lot out of it. But when you get better, let's say, at yoga nidra, your body, your mind, your emotions, your whole entire self is asleep, except you're still awake and aware. Mm -hmm. That's the big difference. And we do have, I'll give you a little trick to stay awake that you might not have heard of, yes. is if you're in a meditation uh -huh. um, sitting or you're driving your car or you're trying to do yoga nidra and you find yourself getting dozy, you can tickle the roof of your mouth with your tongue. Oh, that's a good Try one. Try it. I know. And it just a little bit of stimulation, a little a uh, bit of waking up along with the other things that we typically do to sure. stay awake and aware. Sure. Oh, that's great. That's a great tip. I tend to remind when I'm guiding meditation, I tend to remind, keep your spine upright, pull your head up to the sky like an invisible string, that type of thing. But I like the roof of the mouth. Yeah, try that one. Yeah, that's really good. Now, your bio says that you are a national uh, national speaker, a recording artist, I would assume, of these Yoga Nidra meditations, and uh, have also written Yoga Nidra for Complete Relaxation and Stress Relief. You've been doing this for... Yeah, I just so happen to have a copy of that right here. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> good for And you. because you love to lead meditations and guided imagery, I've got Yoga Meditations, which has um, like 50 or 60 in there and then and very cd with it too yes it does okay, uh -huh. and then my very first two uh, were books of guided visualization and imagery because when these first started it was back in the early 90s and there really wasn't much happening or much available and so I was able to collect these so people like you and I and other people could then benefit for ourselves personally, but also share it with other folks. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Well, in this, uh, your newest book, it has 24 scripts for these meditations. Now, you you kind of hinted at that the, you had an interesting story of how your newest book came about. Would you like to share that? Oh, I would love to. Good. So one morning I woke up way too early. It was like four in the morning, five. And you know what that's like. You're like, can I go back to sleep? Should I go back to sleep? I want to go back to sleep. You debate. Should I go ahead and get up? And I knew it was one of those days where 
I, I just wasn't going to drift back to sleep. But I wasn't ready to get up. And I knew Yoga Nidra has so many values and benefits. Like I said, uh, our practice is light four hours of sleep. So there I am. I was like, I know, I'll do some Yoga Nidra. So because I'm familiar with it, I can do it on my own, of course. And so I'm practicing Yoga Nidra. And I had mentioned earlier that this awakens creativity and energy and intuition and even life direction. And the whole entire idea for this book just started to pour in. Wow. And I got the full concept of how it would be, how it would come out. And so next thing you know, I was up journaling, writing my ideas down to capture them. From there, I was on my computer writing up a book proposal and off it went that afternoon. And within a month or two, I started getting ideas. And what's unique about this book, Christy, is that Yoga Nidra can be done a lot of different ways for a lot of different people for a lot of different reasons. And what we've done here is I invited 12 other experts from the world to contribute their method, their expertise, so that we could all benefit and share with each other. And so we have um, people, like I said, from all over the world, whether or not you really want to focus for children, teens, men, women, veterans, if you want to focus on um, really helping with depression and anxiety or pain relief. I went to the people who really have written and taught and researched and everybody was so enthusiastic and very, very eager to share what they have. So we have a wonderful, wonderful collection, oh, including that's... theirs and mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm looking through the just the, the lineup of all of these meditations. Um, conquer stress for teen empowerment for restoring and enhancing health and well-being. Um, there is even uh, self-healing. Oh, my goodness. This is so great. Lifting depression and energy with life force yoga nidra. So there's so many different avenues that this goes on goes in. And in a typical meditation script, is there um, kind of a, a formula for these? Yes, this really relies on the ancient yoga teachings that go back thousands and thousands of years, where they talk about how we have an inner source of unconditional peace and joy that's eternal. It's our true self. And it, nothing is wrong with it. Nothing can go wrong with it. It's, it's perfect just the way it is. And it gets covered up with a yoga term for it is koshas, but they're layers of being. 
And so we go through those layers to get to that inner self that the yogis call Atman, goes by other names too. And so as I described that process earlier, we're going through those stages. So that's how we arrive. And as we go through those stages, we're also getting the advantage of the most modern, contemporary um, methods and techniques that have been developed through psychology and mind-body practices and neuropsychology and all the rest. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you've been doing this a very long time. Uh, what was your background prior to discovering Yoga Nidra? Well, this goes back <laughs> to when I had just graduated from college and I was living in a very, very teeny weeny um, coal mining town in West Virginia, visiting um, six counties worth of high schools. I was an awareness counselor, educational awareness counselor. This was back in the 70s. There was nothing to do in this little town. So I went to the community college and took a course in meditation and in yoga. And the teacher was from India. And I fell in love with it because I had just graduated college with a counseling degree. And I went to the very next town for my next job. There were no yoga teachers. There weren't even videos. There were hardly even cassettes back in those days. <laughs> they hadn't even been invented. Um, and so I wanted another yoga class and there weren't any. And so I was invited. Why don't you start teaching? So I'm like, well, okay, because I wanted to continue. Now, since then, I've continued teaching all these years and I have gotten there weren't training. There, there wasn't yoga mats. There weren't yoga clothes. Really? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, since then I've gotten, you know, the training and done trainings myself. And I had jobs in um, colleges. I got a master's in counseling also. All along I was teaching yoga. And um, so I worked in community colleges and colleges and then began writing. Now, I never planned on writing all these books because you never guess what. When I was in um, college, one of my first English compositions, I got an F minus minus. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) That was the pits. Obviously, I've never forgotten that. And so I never, ever, ever, ever planned on being a writer. But as I told you that special story, how this book came about, mm-hmm. every one of those books that I've written has has a special story like that. So yeah. here I am writing books and making recordings and getting to talk uh, with you. Oh, my gosh. That is, that's a great story. I hope you sent a copy of your book to that teacher. <laughs> oh, I plan to. I plan to. And so as I was doing my counseling degrees, I 
kept focusing on relaxation and stress relief. And so that's what developed into uh, more yoga, more guided imagery, more meditation. And then I discovered that what I, when you put them all together, what you've got is yoga nidra. And did you know about yoga nidra when you were starting out? Did you, how did you discover it? No, I did not know about the term. And by the way, Nidra is the yoga word for sleep. It's yogic sleep, oh. in case you were wondering. Was but no, I didn't. And so, oh gosh, maybe 10 or 15 years ago, I found um, a book on yoga nidra uh, called Yoga Nidra. And as I was reading it, it really pulled a lot of those component pieces together. And I realized that what I'd been doing all along was that, and it helped me further develop. Here's another quick, interesting story. You can't make this stuff up. (laughs) And so um, some years ago, I was teaching in the Bahamas at a yoga retreat center, and I had my Vedic yoga astrology chart done and I'm like oh well okay we'll see was my attitude going in and one of the things that he said was the way everything was lining up that I it was going to be a time in a couple of months that would be communication and writing and speaking and learning and talking I had already been doing a lot of all that had lots of interest So I named a few and he said, yoga nidra, that is going to really fit in. And I'm like, all right. And so I kind of forgot about it. Two months later, I get this email out of the blue that says that, would you be interested in writing a book about yoga nidra for us? This publisher gets like six, 800 proposals every year. They published 50 or 60 books, and they asked me in perfect timing. And so that's when I really started as like delving into, well, what is this after all? And I really began learning more about the history and the development and the application of it and putting it together. And then now it's grown into even more with my newest book, Yoga Nidra Meditations. Support for the Radiate Wellness Podcast is made possible in part by listeners like you. Would you like to support this podcast? Visit radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash podcast for more information. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's amazing. I worked for a publisher for quite a, a long time, a big chunk of my career, and that's pretty much unheard of. <laughs> you were surely living right. <laughs> so practicing yoga nidra, what what is what are the benefits of it? Well, you get a variety of benefits and you can go into it with a lot of different reasons. 
Um, first of all, uh, you're relaxing physically. And so you're relieving ment um, physical tension. So your body starts feeling better. Um, it calms down the flight or fight stress response and opens up the relaxation response. And so right then and there, lots of help for your circulation, for your heart begins to happen, for your muscles, your joints begin to happen. And then we then get lots of benefits. Energetically, we're working with the chakras and the breath. And you're probably familiar with all the benefits of breathing properly have. And then when we get into that mental and emotional stage, I don't know about you, but I stay caught up in my head a lot. Other people are more emotional in nature. Others have more of a physical well, me, for example, if I'm just caught up in my head all the time and that starts to slow down, all that energy that has been stuck can now flow through the body and take care of my knee or take care of my blood pressure or help my cholesterol. There's lots of documented research on this that uh, you can see about in my book and and look about all these um, different benefits. And um, the the other thing we haven't talked about yet is the sankalpa and how it can help us make changes um, to our personality and to our lifestyle. So when we we really, really, all of us have been there, we really, really is like, okay, starting Monday, I'm gonna fill in the blank. I'm gonna get better sleep. I'm going to get more exercise. I'm gonna be more patient. I'm gonna, you name it, mm. um, whatever it is. And we have those intentions and we all know how hard it is to pull that off. Mm -hmm. So. We're in the beta brainwave state, and it's just not receptive. It's a way of being in habitual, and thank goodness we have habitual ways of doing something. It'd be really hard to walk if we had to think about every step. But so when we're setting those intentions, it really falls on, well, almost concrete, you know, it just doesn't soak in. But as we go through these stages, we get insights, we get open. And when we get to the end, we're in the delta brainwave state, which is extremely open and receptive. Theta is as well. And when we plant those intentions, and they're like affirmations, they're said in the present tense in a positive way, short and concise. But what makes it a little different, I think, is that we're using that brainwave state and the yogis promise, you know, they guarantee like this will happen. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> really now. And so we started experimenting and trying this out with students and amazing things happen. The other thing is that we let one of those sankalpa, san is true, 
and Kalba is vow. It's a promise to yourself, a heartfelt pledge to yourself. We let it come from inside. It doesn't come from outside like my friend thinks I need to be more like this or I should be more like that. It's more of a personal, heartfelt, soul-felt thing. And once it bubbles up or appears, it comes to you, either sometimes in a flash, sometimes it takes longer, you stay with it. You give it a chance to really happen. And one of the examples that, you know, just in a typical day, it's like, please, please, I need patience, I need kindness, I need generosity. Give me more of all these. and. It's multitasking and it's overwhelming to think or hope that I'm going to do all those changes, right? Mm -hmm. But if I choose one or one chooses me, an example I like is that of kindness. If I practice being kind, then I am going to be more patient. I am going to be more compassionate. I am going to be more generous. And then other people may choose courage or confidence or abundance and others flow with it. And so you're you're more focused and you're using that um, brainwave state that really and truly make a difference. There's stories in um, these books about how that's put into action, put into practice. Mm-hmm. That sounds wonderful, Julie. I mean, amazing. And do you hold classes in this? Yes, I do hold classes. I have been teaching this past year on Zoom. And so we invite people to join in. Uh, we have classes on Monday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern. Mm -hmm. And we also, um, any listener, anybody who comes gets to use a video for two weeks of that. So if that's not a convenient time or you want to repeat it, because these are good to do on a regular basis, definitely, because the benefits are cumulative and um, very helpful. But I teach classes and then I'm also going back into teaching in person at some of the major yoga retreat centers and other places as well now that we're um, being able to come out and play again. Yes. Do you have your own yoga studio where you practice? No, I don't. I, for many, many years, I ran holistic health and wellness centers to the tune of multi-million dollar holistic health and wellness centers, hospital-based. And what I, I like community teaching. And so what I like to do now, and I have done for many years, is I go to the local um, church or community center or retreat center uh, to teach there. Because let's face it, as much as it's, Uh, We love going to the center, the studio. For a lot of us, we're really busy in that extra 10-minute drive or 20-minute drive coming and going can be a deal breaker. 
And the other part about yoga nidra is you don't want to really be driving under the influence of yoga nidra. Right, right. He said, you want to really be grounded and you want to, yeah, we do, we come back and all of that. But people are really appreciating being able to do it in their own space. Right, right. And your website has lots and lots of resources on it. This is, we can get your classes and workshops, um, your recordings, your books, all kinds of downloads. I mean, my goodness, you have got a blog too. (laughs) So at the heart of it all, Christy, I'm an educator. And so I love to learn new things. I love to expand my knowledge. And then I get so excited about it. I want to write an article or I end up writing books about it or I do a recording or teach a class or do a retreat or something like that. But at the heart of it all, I was been thinking about that. I'm an educator and I want to give. Exactly. Right. It's, it's difficult to turn that off when you've got the heart of a teacher and that you want to share all this wonderful information. Um, you certainly are a busy lady. Are you working on a new book by chance working on? No. (laughs) Well, actually we'll see. I mean, every one of these books came to me. Yes. And so we'll see what happens next. You know, perhaps an audio book uh, for that's a companion to this latest book, maybe the next in line. We'll see. That sounds like a really good idea. And of course, you are this newest book is published by Llewellyn Publishing, which is. I mean, that's what they do is the metaphysical, the spiritual Um, and all of that world. It's a wonderful publisher, and you were certainly very blessed to be part of that. Oh, there's such a joy to work with. The people behind the scenes are the best people on this planet. (laughs) I mean, we, we talked about documentation. Sure. And so I documented all these benefits to your nervous system and all of that. Yeah, My editor actually took all my documentation and went to the original sources to make sure it matched up. It's wow. like, how, how nice is that? How thorough is that? And I want to mention one other benefit because we're interested in finding that bliss, that energy, our, our path. And as we're going through yoga nidra, like we do many practices like it, um, it, our body chemistry changes. And so to help me remember what it is all about, I came up with get a dose of bliss, mind, body, bliss. And get a dose all stands out or one of those um, biochemical neurotransmitters, like G is for GABA, and E is for endorphins. I haven't come up with the T yet, but the anandamide and dopamine 
and oxytocin and serotonin and all these come up. And those are the components that bring us peace and that bring us joy and that are so healing that help to um, relieve anxiety. And all the while, the central um, cerebral cortex of the brain Mm -hmm. is lighting up, which helps with problem solving and memory and concentration. So even though we're blissing out, and (laughs) how wonderful is that? All these other wonderful, important things are also happening. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, You know, something else I was wanting to talk to you about, you know, this episode is, you know, called Unconditional for a reason. Yeah. And we talked about that a little bit before we started recording. So why don't you tell us why you came up with Unconditional Peace and Joy? Well, I'm not the one who came up with it. It's the ancient yogis that did from thousands and thousands of years ago. And it's been passed down to us. And their teaching is that there is a place within us that is truly peaceful and joyful and spacious and timeless and wise. And it's unconditional. And so... The peace that we're seeking on the outside or in temporary kinds of things is not long lasting at all. And so we're always searching and always trying and always grabbing and going to the next workshop or buying the next whatever, going on the next wherever. And this is about finding a source of peace and joy that doesn't rely on anything else because it's already there. This is about uncovering what's already there, which is why we go through those stages and steps so that can be uncovered. And it goes by many names, your true self, your Christ consciousness, the Atman, the the booty, lots, it's all in there. The virgin point from the Christianity point of view, they're all talking about it, but they may have a different name for it. And what Yoga Nidra does is it gives us a process, a sequence that takes us there. Mm. Yes, that's beautiful. Just that unconditional love, that unconditional everything, right? Without limits, without conditions. So we've talked about quite a bit, Julie. Is there anything else that you think is important to mention? Anything else that's important for our listeners to know? Yes. It only works if you do it. <laughs> you, you can get win if you don't play. That's right. You you can get caught up in the reading and the workshops and the wanting. But just like with meditation or yoga postures or this, 
you really need to practice and um, and and to do it. And a typical practice usually takes about 30 minutes. Sometimes people want to stay longer. Other times, like, let's do something quickly. And so there's four or five of them in this newest book and in my previous books also that are, you know, 10, 15 minutes in length. And it Yoga Nidra is also the state of being in that place we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. It's not the stages. It's not the techniques. And so when you get into that blissful place, that's it. So it might happen in a flash too. Right. Oh, fantastic. And I do want to mention the, this book is, is all written meditations. And so somebody might want to record them to play back, right? Yeah, that's right. There's 24 of them in here. It has a description of what Yoga Nidra is all about. Sure. How to practice, answers lots, goes into more depth about setting your sankalpa. And then it has all 24 different varieties. And then there's um, appendix um, that talks more about those brain waves, more about the chakras, how to lead others. And so these can be used with uh, for personal, non-commercial use and all of that good stuff. But I would recommend if you're going to want to work with other people, to really take a training from myself or any one of these other people in here, because there's more to it than meets the eye for sure. I totally understand. Well, Julie, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you and learn more about this practice. I think it could be beneficial for so many and I'm just brainstorming. It would be wonderful to take it to Vets, veteran centers and recovery centers and exactly and there's one that was written by robin carnes mm-hmm. who is um specializes in that and it's specifically for that and yoga nidra is a top tier um intervention treatment mm. technique um, from the Department of Defense, and Robin is the one who paved the way for that. Robin and Richard Miller and other people. So the best of the best has contributed to this. And it's, you can tell I kind of like it. And <laughs> would love to see you and one of my um, Monday nights, or we can do more as well as your uh, listeners and guests. Oh, and we can check you out at wholesomeresources.com. That's wholesomeresources.com. And you can also find it uh, under my name, julielusk.com as well. Not not quite as long. Right. Julielusk.com. Looking that up real quick right now oh right it goes right back to the wholesome resources super that's an easy thing to remember julielusk.com 
right? Well, Julie, thank you so much for visiting with me today. This has been fascinating. I knew nothing about yoga nidra. Now I know enough to make me really want to practice it and learn more. Excellent. It's been my pleasure. It's been wonderful to talk with you. I appreciate you and what you're doing and your your enthusiasm for sharing your own knowledge and wanting to help other people grow. Well, thank you, Julie. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.